As leaves falling from the autumn oaks, so flow the days of our months. Hey, I'm Candace. I'm playing Chiom Koga, a water genasi monk who is a student of the Way of the Shadows style. I'm Nick. My character is Enzo. He's a tiefling monk who is a student of the Order of the Voiceless. I'm Walker. I'm playing Bron Wilberkins, a Goliath monk who is a student of the Winslow Wallace Falkmore School. And I'm Scott, your announcer and dungeon master. This is Days of Our Monks. In our last episode, the pains of combat were soothed at a post-bloodshed party. Blaze, the fire genasi master of combat, treated the group to his finely composed music and danced the lovely Chiom across the ceiling as Enzo's tiefling blood slowly boiled. Braun found a dance partner in the small but potent Dela, and Enzo marched into the arms of Melinda, the succubus captain of the Void Ship. While all seemed calm and peaceful on the outside, the exhibitions of dance, acrobatics, and athletics concealed a plethora of plots and intrigues. After a late night session of mastering the tiefling headbutting technique, our heroes retired for the night. Although in their own combat had gone well, the forces of light had, for the most part, suffered terrible defeat. After a night of celebration, a day of terrible reckoning was to dawn. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Days of Our Monks. I want to talk about a mechanic that I created for other games that I like to incorporate in games that I run to add a little stress and tension. It's called The Deal. Sometimes you will want to do things that are not necessarily uh, allowed by the rules. Things maybe your character should be allowed to do, but they're a little bit beyond your limits, or should be. You want to push, you want to stretch. I'm all for that. That leads to uh, to drama and tension, and I want tension. When you want to do something that is a little bit beyond capability of your characters, maybe way beyond the capability of your character, uh, you can tell me I want to make a deal. In which case, you tell me what you want to accomplish. You're asking me to give you something, I will get something in return. That is, I will ask you for something from your character to increase the stress and tension of the game. I might ask for your next roll to be a disadvantage, uh, or some hit points to come off you, a penalty to your armor class. It could be any number of things just to make the life of your character <laughs> at the moment more difficult after you get this benefit for doing the deal. That seemed fair and balanced? Yes. Excellent. The previous day's tournament was disastrous for the forces of good. You folks did fine. There are nine other fighters who arrived with you on the boat. And uh, of those nine, four of them did not make it to today. Uh, there are four who got beaten, but not badly enough to be out of the tournament, including Dela and three of the other competitors. The other four are, two of them were injured so badly that they're not going to be back to the tournament at all. The other two are going to be able to spectate. They're in casts, crutches, slings. They're in pretty bad shape. Uh, the forces of evil are pretty brutal. Forces of evil go figure. They're polite and disciplined, but you get them on the field of battle, and they do exactly what they are meant to do. That is, hammer on the forces of good. Be polite, be professional, and have a plan to kill everyone you meet. 
philosopher's good like life advice, <laughs> I think. <laughs> you have had a night of rest. The next morning dawns. Does uh, Ron continue his practice of getting up super <clears throat> early? Of course. Heading to the practice grounds? Indeed. There is a bit of a delay as you get there this particular super early morning. They are extending the sides of the tatame. Ooh. And uh, pulling away some uh, floorboard and support from around the edges that looks like it's designed to be taken away rather quickly. And adding an honest to gosh, partially elasticized rope around the outside. The rope uh, is covered with and infused with runes. Uh, so it is there, it is more than to bounce off of. It is performing some other enchanted function uh, around the ring. And when practice does start up, Blaze is at front leading, uh, as is Captain Succubus. They each take a side on either side of the, uh, of the ring, and almost as though they're competing to see whose workout is going to be more brutal and unforgiving. Uh, which side would you like to uh, work out on, Blaze's or Captain Succubus's? I am going to stand right in the middle. Dang it, this <laughs> <laughs> and, and try and get and try and do half the workout of each one or the full workout of each one. I am going to drift to whichever one is doing better. So when they see me on the other side, it will inspire them to do better. You're going to actively try to increase the intensity of the competition. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. <laughs> It is not enough to improve yourself, but to inspire others to improve themselves as well. Captain Succubus, who is working mostly with the female members of the Evil Army, uh, seems to be pushing them a little bit harder. They're getting more reps, they're doing further lunges, they're getting closer to the ground. I drift that way. Okay. Uh, yeah, go Captain Succubus. <laughs> <laughs> There's no competitiveness here at all. It's... I'm just like watching this out. I was like, chaos. <laughs> I didn't even know if I was up at this point. Uh, you certainly can be. Ron informed you about the workouts yesterday. You're all aware that these workouts are happening in the mornings and who is leading them. Uh, so you can be observing or partaking if you like. Ron, give me a performance roll to see if you can inspire the other side to try and match your performance. Ooh. Ooh, what? Fifteen. Oh, man. Yeah, Blaze's people start pushing themselves even harder, giving Blaze's side advantage on the second roll out of three. Ah, man, but uh, that's a natural 20 for Blaze's folks. Blaze's folks just take off far and away, dominating the calisthenics and workout competition, if such a thing can be imagined. You want to give me a strength or con uh, roll? to push things a little bit further. Can I make this athletics? You absolutely can make it athletics. Indeed. Oh, buddy, then. That is going to be a total of 12. Okay. Blaze pushed his people too hard. They start petering out. They got maximum <laughs> exertion and got out there. And then they just kind of drop off quickly, and Captain Succubus takes her people all the way to the end of the workout with a nice cool down, 
while blazed people are gasping and panting on the floor and half of them passed out. Yes. Uh, some money exchanges hands between the two of them. Blaze does not look entirely happy. I am going to... I would like to walk up to Blaze, if possible. Sure. Yeah, they're they're breaking up. He's heading <clears> for <throat> the breakfast area like everyone else. Excellent job, friend. It is unfortunate that the other side of the workout zone doesn't understand that you have to train to failure in order to succeed. I am glad to see that you are a little bit more in tune with your more physical self. And he flexes majestically. Yes. And just nods at you. The flaming eyebrows just kind of dancing up and down a little bit for a moment. I'm glad to see that there are competitors who understand that pushing yourself to a point of failure only leads to a greater success further on. Indeed. Now, second breakfast awaits. So I do my training in the nighttime. Okay. So I usually train alone or with my fellow shadowy sisters, but you know, I'm here by myself, which is fine. But by myself. Well, um, almost by yourself. <clears throat> almost by myself. Yes. Because Sonny Bono is mimicking your actions. Oh, it's true. I would have brought him with me then. Yes. To wherever, whatever shadowy private place I found to do my training, my ninja training. Well, I'll jump into the top three, top down. So. Um, For someone who can't leave his pot, he's doing pretty good. Good. Well, I mean, I'll kind of strap him on my back and stuff, like a little bonsai backpack and stuff. I can be your backpack while you Exactly, yes. Thank you for understanding the reference. <laughs> um, yeah, but during that workout, I would have liked to have been doing my meditation, <clears throat> watching over that while, like, finding enlightenment. Because there's nothing that is more of a challenge to meditate over than people grunting and sweating and being disgusting. <laughs> Then I will take an insight roll at disadvantage, please. Okay. Use my new key fish dice. Thanks, Steve. No! Key fish dice? Why did you betray me? Insight? Oh no! Five. <laughs> you are trying to focus down. For some reason, there's there's two things that are drawing your attention and, and a, a for, forbidding you from reaching inner peace. One is just the intensity that Blaze is exerting in. You know, maybe it's the Ganassi nature, maybe maybe the, the, the fire and the water, or even at a distance, are having some kind of interaction, but he's just pushing so damn hard. He's putting so much of himself into this that, you know, there's, there's something deeper there and you just can't reach it. The other thing is that the harder Blaze pushes, the hotter Enzo gets on the other side of the workout sheet. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming Enzo would have been at least observing, if not. Oh yeah, no, yeah, Enzo gets up early for aesthetic purposes. Um, and he'd definitely want to observe this kind of thing, silently rooting for Captain Succubus the whole time. <laughs> Give me a wisdom save. DC 15. Oh, goodness, I know what this is for. <laughs> ah, 16. So, obscenities don't start randomly floating up from Blaze. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am barely keeping a lid on it, people. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, there's as much physical intensity as Blaze goes through. Enzo seems to be matching him with emotive intensity. It's kind of a a fascinating thing because 
You didn't know that someone could grunt and strain restraining their emotions. <laughs> Can I have a haiku for Enzo? I will. So, giving up on my meditation, but no one needs to know I was even doing it, so I look, you know, fabulous anyway. Oh yeah. I'm going to say, your heat touches me, even from afar, it's true. Your inner flame burns. And I walked it from this. Waterfall like hair flowing behind me. Yes. Can't remember all my, my water. Pale Enzo looks more and more like a tiefling by the minute. Just redder and redder and redder. For the future, I would like to make a deal probably for these workout rolls. Yes. I have Stone's Endurance, which allows me to ignore a certain amount of damage. Potentially, I would like to, if I roll poorly for a workout, utilize, roll for my stone's endurance, add that to the roll, take that much damage for the muscular overload that I'm taking. I'm very pleased to accept that deal. Yes, that works. Alrighty. Wow, way to push through it. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast is somewhat <clears throat> somber because it is a bad time for the forces of light. Uh, it is an excellent breakfast. You got all the same uh, very healthy, very uh, energy dense foods there for people to consume and get themselves ready for their day. But uh, the four remain uh, the, the the four runners up from yesterday. They're up first. There there are a number of contests today, but they are up first. They're all going in, and they're going to fight someone on the other side who is going to see to it that their metal meet the. Uh, standards of the tournament. The wheat has been separated from the chaff and there's just a few things on the edge at the moment. Dela is super determined after all the uh, comfort and uh, support she was given yesterday. Uh, <clears throat> she kind of sits next to Braun up against him. It takes you a minute to notice because small. Um, but, but then you notice that you're trying to get this giant mass of food and only half of it is making to your mouth. <laughs> I was making a second plate for her. I'm used to living amongst people with short arms. That that works because she is matching you calorie for calorie. As I expect. Of a feaster of her calorie. And the, the, the other three, not having that <laughs> kind of metabolism or mass, a half-elf, a human, and a dwarf. Female, human, female half-elf, there's this grim determination. They they did not do well yesterday. They're part of the reason the sky darkened in the tournament room. And there's this feeling that whatever they're going to deal with, it's going to be something substantially difficult. They're trying not to be just scraped off the plate at this point in time. They've got a chance to stay in this thing, but it's not apparently a great chance. Blaze sits down across from... Uh, Chio, for some reason. Who <laughs> <Smog laughs> Showing zero signs of having exerted himself at the workout. It's because he's so hot that he just evaporates his sweat immediately. Well, I'm pretty sure his, his sweat is just smoke. I was experimenting with making some rare pastries, and... It's not my best effort, but I would like to share my results with you. Of course. And he puts down this absolutely fantastic 
cherry blossom and lavender tart between the two of you. You you have never seen someone do it's it's a, for for a moment it's like oh it's a finely sculpted plate no that's actually the pastry it's her face just lights up as she sees it because it's so beautiful she cuts it down the center and it's flaky and buttery and has all the floral taste but it's all sweet and, and it's like it's like eating sweet perfume and crispy and and Captain Succubus sits down across from Enzo go figure. <laughs> <laughs> staring at the tart. <laughs> staring or glaring? Oh, witch tart. Ayo! <laughs> Ayo! And she puts something on Enzo's plate while Enzo is not really paying attention. Repro. What's this? This, oh, I happen to have some of this lying around. <laughs> Go figure. I had a couple of ice berries that, uh, I thought I would share. And she says that, and Blaze just stops. Like a stop-motion model that someone has stopped working on. For like three, four seconds. He's just stuck there. And then he smiles and carries on. It's hard to miss. Captain Succubus winks at you and nudges your plate towards you. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think I want to put these in my mouth. She's like, well, I suppose you have a couple of options there, but that's kind of what they're meant for. At least at the table. What you do with them in your own room is entirely up to you. Alright, yeah, so I'll probably just sweep them off into my hands and deposit them in a pouch. She, she nods, stand, stands up, and uh, sways away. She walks right past Blaze, right behind him. He doesn't react for a moment. And at the same time, he absolutely reacts. It's weird. The the front half of him, the, the, the Chio facing side, doesn't move. The entire back of him scrunches up about a half inch. Oh, this tart is beautiful. It looks like the kind my mother used to make. Really? I had no idea. Well, I hope it is anywhere near the standards established. Is it? Oh, yeah, it's great. Okay. It's amazing. Of course it is. Your technique holds true to the traditional rest of Blaze. He blushes a little bit. I don't know how to address you. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Master Blaze will do. That's usually what I'm called around here. Master Blaze. I'm a master I wondered if you might join me for some tea. At some point, whenever you're free, um, I have an important matter to discuss with you. He smiles, raises an eyebrow, and, uh, after the, uh, the morning's contest? Absolutely. Whenever is convenient for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I will absolutely make the time. Thank you. Just a pleasant little head nod. He returns a pleasant little head nod. Maybe just a slightly less of a nod than you gave him, as, as though oh, if you, I noticed, if you, I noticed those centimeters. <laughs> yeah, if you if you had a protractor next to his head, you could count the degrees. <laughs> Excuses himself as he must uh, prepare for the morning's edification, and you know, he says that, and the four who are going to be competing wrangle because they are the edification. Dela gets up on the table facing Braun. Hello. Would you headbutt me for good luck? 
<laughs> to what degree? Headbutt me to the degree that it seems like a good idea to go in there and do this. Okay. I give her a gentle headbutt. She seems a little disappointed, but, uh... Enough, but, enough that it, I'm trying to make it not look like I've been hold, I, I hold back on her. I'm also trying not to make a halfling-sized hole in the table. Then that'll be a deck save. Okay, then. To try to do that with enough control to... Come on. To get a coconut knock without actually doing a coconut knock. Okay, okay, that's going to be a total of uh, 18. Woo! You, even she thinks you <clears throat> gave her more than you had. So she... Steps back, blinks a couple times. Thank you. And then she grabs you by your ears and plants one on you. <laughs> which, which, as far as Brawn is concerned, this is 100% out of the blue. It's like, what the hell? Uh, and, and, you know, it's one of those kisses that lasts a while. <laughs> Geo <laughs> is staring. Yeah. Sudden realization. <laughs> she comes up for air after like maybe 25-30 seconds. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> does she keep her eyes open the entire time too? Oh no, no, no. she she does not. Does <laughs> Brawn? Yes, wide. <laughs> <laughs> And she takes a deep breath, picks up a beer stein from the table, yells, Okay, let's do this! Breaks it over her head. <laughs> it was full. She doesn't care. <laughs> and the gong goes off. I don't think Enzo could help himself in this case. He's just going to go, Woo! <laughs> 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 um, it is... There's a vaguely festive atmosphere around the tournament to Tommy, and it's glimmering. It's glimmering a number of different colors, almost as though going through a cycle. And Aerith, the uh, the Mind Flayer, stands up and says, From this time on, we honor the host by adapting the Tatame to one of the six classical elements from his homeworld. Earth, air, fire, Water, metal, void. With each competition, the elemental nature of the tatame itself will be randomly selected. <laughs> Is Enzo making that laugh? No. Okay. Well, you know what? I, I'll actually roll a save for that. <laughs> uh, wisdom save 14. <laughs> Oh, Enzo is, in fact, chuckling evilly. Shiyom is staring at him with one eyebrow raised. Judgment upon her face. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, the, like, dot, dot, dot next to her face is pretty, like, implied. Will yesterday's second tier please step into the tatami? And just even hearing them describe the second tier is... Ouch. Are not even combatants at this point. Aerith stands up and says there is a some question as to your ability to stand with us in this place, in this contest. We will solve that question now. 
once for everyone involved. You will all face the same opponent. Those of you who leave the field of battle may continue in the tournament. Master Rizrael, would you kindly take your place and engage? And from behind the stands on the far side emerges a male drider. He has a long sword across his back, dressed like a pirate, well, from the, the, the waist up. He strips down the, the takes off the, the shirt and the vest and the belt, and easily just walks over the uh, rope into the tatami. Master Israel has agreed to grace us with this demonstration of your willingness to continue. Would you like weapons? Anything in particular? We'll be happy to offer you anything. The dwarf thinks about it for a second and asks for an axe. And they provide him with one. Dela stands up front, wipes her nose with the back of her hand, and, uh, so, we fucking are we dancing? Let's do this. And they go to initiative. During Dela's fight, Ron would like to stand up, take off his shirt, revealing that he has written Dela across his chest, swirl it above his head, going, Dela! Dela! <laughs> <laughs> that display starts a number of people doing similar <laughs> things. Even on the other side, I mean, there's. There, there's a lot of cheering going on, and the drider stops being there for a moment. He, he allows the four to charge him all at once, and then he's not there when they get there. You know, for a moment, it's like, well, did he turn invisible? Because he just kind of vanished. And, uh, nah, nah, they just move straight through the area he was in a charge, come to the far side and start looking around. Someone want to give me, oh, uh, gosh, Arcane or insight? I'll do an insight. Insight. Those were Isn't there five? Arcane on my insight check. Two. Enzo. Nope, sorry, I have that bad. Three. <laughs> uh, you didn't think these were real. Uh, <clears throat> that that is not a drider. That is a phase drider. Oh no, things just got ugly. He shows up on the other side of the uh, tatame. Dela takes a moment to assess. The dwarf weighs the axe in his hand. The half-elf just charges, you know. Screams, goes in, makes the attack, misses clean, and he's gone again. And, and the, the, the human tries to get his back towards uh, towards the dwarf. You know, it's like, if we go back to back, he can't do anything. And before he can get in position... Stab from behind. Longsword just comes all the way through him. Rider's there for a moment. Stabs him. I will take perception checks. At that, like, Enzo's hand is just going to fly up. And he's going to be, like, trying to touch Ron, like, comfortably. His hand probably, like, ends up on his butt or something. <laughs> realize it's just like, oh my god. It's an 11 for me. Dirty 20 for me. Ron, you are concerned because that was an immediately lethal hit. Chio, that was the most gratuitous thing you've ever seen because that blade is poisoned. Why? And, and not with a minor poison. That's something you're not entirely sure what it is, but the guy, you see the guy die twice. You see the, the, the wound kill him, <clears throat> and then any hope of life living in that body at all on, on his way down 
dies of the poison, just finishes it. How wasteful. It is. It's wasteful. It's extravagant. Half-Elf comes back in. Gala, the dwarf, and the half-elf form a triangle, trying uh, too small for the driver to fit inside of. <clears throat> and he shows up over them, just legs at extension, standing directly over them, hacks down between his own legs. And Mrs. Dela clean. <laughs> She's just a little bit too short for him to maneuver to get all his height and all her depth at the same time. Uh, at, right, at this point, like, <laughs> at this point I probably realize what I'm touching because Bronze butt is probably clenched so tight I'm just going to raise my Dwarf gets a hit on one of the legs. Human tries for a, uh, a flurry against the uh, another one of the driver's legs trying to remove his mobility. Gets a couple of good hits in. Drider folds up a little bit, backs off, disappears. Partially erode. He's got a bonus action, which he can use to phase. Gods and devils. Dela jumps on the dwarf's shoulders. They're like an entire person now. <laughs> the phase Drider shows up. Human comes in for another flurry and gets ended. The, the phase Rider comes across, cuts him diagonally, left shoulder to right ribs, Voltrons him. Drops him. And Dela jump kicks him. Uses the, the dwarf as a launching point, launches herself, throws a kick at the drider, sails over him. Just misses. Dwarf's going to try and follow up, also misses. Ah, man, misses. Drider crits the dwarf. Natural 20. Wasn't a chance. So, Dela's shoulder rolls, comes up. Counter options comes up with very few. Brighter phases. Can I use minor illusion to start a to like the second I see or no um, to start like a chant in the um, crowd? It was like oh, first it says a whisper, and then it gets louder and louder until it's like practically like a lion's roar. Of build burning. build it up to match uh, bronze. Yeah, yes. just, but you, all around the arena. You really can. Okay. Um, it, it's in there, and does that enhearten our... She's feeling it. She, she she knows it there. She knows she's got the support. Driver shows up, and it's initiative. And Dale wins it. Goes in. It's going to try and punch him right where his thorax meets his thorax. <laughs> and that's a natural one. No, Plants herself on the ground in an embarrassing fashion, and the driver. I can't see. It's it. a natural twenty. Ooh. Your girlfriend's dead. I'm so sorry. And, and, and she, she gets. She saves against the poison. Ooh. But but she's down, and the gong goes off. Ryder steps back, sheathes his sword, and just vanishes out of the ring. With the gong going off, people can go in and get some, and try and support folks. The dwarf, the, the half-elf, and the human, they're dead. They're they are gone. They, they got the, the dual hit. And now, a word from our sponsor. Fire, smoke, blood, and gore. 
have caused the colors in my kimono to fade and dull. How can honor persist when bright blues and violets slowly run to gray? Jiyong, I would slam my head into all the trees in this realm if it would bring back the brightness to your school's colors. Um, thank you? However, I fail to see how that would even begin to help. Ha ha! That's the spirit, friend Enzo. Rather than using your famed tiefling head desk technique, I believe this problem can be solved by opera soap. Of course. Opera soap. The color-safe power of opera soap will return my kimono to its honor, and Enzo's forehead will keep the trees at bay. Thank you, opera soap. Yes, opera soap. Keep your colors bright, even in hot water, even in the face of fire, smoke, blood, and gore. Now available in an easily portable travel size, as well as larger, completely immovable crates. Thank you for listening. If you like this and want more, you can find us at thelairaction.com. <laughs>